Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Not bad for a weekend. We haven't had any... I, I thought it was going to be a rainy weekend. In fact, I didn't like, wash my car because I thought <laughs> I thought it was going was gonna to rain all weekend. Yeah, I thought so too. That's my excuse to not, not wash, my, wash my car. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good excuse. It's a good excuse. It works for me. What are you going to do, man? It's raining. <laughs> 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 But uh, one day, you know, I'm going to have to like, hey, man, uh. What's your car, son? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long you you plan to go without washing your car, but it kind of looks not good right now. <laughs> no I gotta get mine washed. It, it looks like a little dirt ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good thing that we we don't have our moms telling us. Are you, are you going down on that? You're going out on that? <laughs> yeah, in my house, that would have been my dad. Yeah. He been like, <laughs> but he actually probably would have washed my car and been like, no, you're not going out in that. Let me wash it because you're going to embarrass me. Oh, <laughs> points for dad, man. Yo, <laughs> don't go out embarrassing me like that. How dare you? <laughs> I, I think we should start the show, Jocelyn, because we, we've, we've already gone quite deep in it. <laughs> we have, haven't we? <laughs> without, without properly introducing this episode. Yes. Uh, let's do that then. <laughs> <laughs> This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. You've heard my name already. I'm not going to repeat it this time. I'm just going to introduce to you, on the other side of Skype, one of the greatest people in my life. And uh, she, 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 she is the reason why we do Kicking and Streaming. Her name is Jocelyn. She's my co-host. Hello, Jocelyn. <laughs> Hello, Graham. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> It is always great to hear you too. Um, so, as we predicted last Saturday, we have a, a very good one this week. Um, it's uh, it, it's one of the most beautiful little things I've seen in a long time, and uh, I'm I'm dying to talk about it with you. I'm, I'd, I'd like to hear what you think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, I was blown away by this one, and blown away by Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh my God. I I never had any doubts that he was a great actor because I honestly feel like comedy can be a little more difficult to play than drama. But he is just, he is so good in this yes. and so believable and so sincere. And there to me, I never saw any of his odd little characters peek out at all. He is the character of um, Ellie Cohen. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a it's a lovely little show, um, heartbreaking show. Yes, it is. Different. But I think something good and and topical to watch from a historical standpoint. I wasn't aware that this person existed 
I did do a little bit of research after watching the series and, and realized that he's very venerated in Israel. There are streets named after him and that sort of thing. But I, I had certainly was not, I did not know much about the, uh, the history behind it. And, and I think this is the main reason why it's, 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 it's deserved to be talked about because so much of, of history, of recent history that we don't know, and uh, there's so many invented characters that we either wish they existed in real life or we completely, you know, in our minds, uh, venerate them as, as if they were real. Meanwhile, yes. a, an everyday hero... Uh, that we should know about, that should be, regardless of, of his nationality, should be taught in his history. His story should be told in schools everywhere. Yes. You, you barely know about it. So, And I'm very grateful for that, for, for, this, for this little miniseries. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, today, uh, as, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we are so enamored with uh, this little piece of of miniseries that we are going to talk about that we we just went straight into it before yes. we would we could formally introduce the show as you may have guessed <laughs> absolutely uh, as you may have guessed right now we are talking about this week the uh, netflix miniseries uh starred by uh sasha baron cohen fantastic sasha baron cohen by the way uh the show in question is the spy the Spy is the based on the, the real story of an Israeli spy named Eli Eliyahu Cohen, and uh, it is it is a thing made, like Ian Fleming couldn't have written anything as beautiful as this. I I, I want to say, I agree. <laughs> I, um, it actually has some callbacks to the spy who came in from the cold. If, if anybody out there has read that book, um, kind of breaks your heart in the same way. And I was watching uh, the credits for the show when it started, and it says it's based on a French book called "The Spy Who Came from uh, The Spy Who Came from Israel." Um, L'espion qui venait de la l'espion qui venait de d'Israël, and uh, and now that I've been doing more reading of it, it, the whole thing is actually French production, which I didn't know. Yes, yes, I I read that too, and for me that explained some of the I guess the style a little bit. Yes, because um, the style is very distinctive, and I couldn't quite put my finger on on what it was. It was kind of bothering me while I was watching it, and then afterwards I was like, oh. It's a French production. That's what that was. <laughs> there, there was this distinct filter, if you will, yes. in the film, yes. that did evoke the epoch more than than the the costumes and and everything else. It was something about the filter that yes. made you f feel like you were in the moment. Uh, and and you're right. You're right. It was it was hard to pinpoint. Like, what is it that makes this film so? particularly um, accurate in, in terms of the visuals. In, in, and it wasn't, as, you, as I said, it wasn't the architecture, it wasn't the 
the costumes, it wasn't the makeup. You are absolutely right. It is something about that Frenchy feeling in the yeah. film, in the filter itself, that yeah. gets you there. And would would, that, would yeah. that be je ne sais quoi? Oh, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly what it is. This is the very French je ne sais quoi. <laughs> You're good, Jocelyn. You're good. <laughs> so let's talk about this a little bit without spoiling it for people. Um, this is one of those shows that, you know, if you don't know the story from the very beginning, you probably, as, as we all are, heartbroken with the way it ends. Yes. And I think what's more heartbreaking for me is the fact that this is a dude that no one knew that he was so ready for this and so born to do this. And yeah, it was such a short-lived career, but so much he had done. Yes. um, But, you know... The, the the toll that it all took on his family is is what for, for me the most gut wrenching part of the whole thing. And you know, I'm glad that he is very well recognized in in his heroism is acknowledged every day in Israel. But I find myself asking was it all worth it do you know what i mean i do i do know what you mean you know some of the scenes like well you know where his wife was pregnant and ended up giving birth alone and and the child you know he the daughter kind of growing up without without daddy you know it's like oh that's that's so hard and i know what he was doing was very important and saved a lot of lives But at the same time, you know, so much, so much lost. Such a huge sacrifice. Yes. And, and, and Good the, word. I think the hard thing is, it, it's, it's so hard and it makes me think, I'm not, I'm not a very war patriotic kind of guy, but it makes me think about the kinds of sacrifices that, sacrifices that a, 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 an American soldier goes through. Um, especially those who've been four, five, three tours to Afghanistan, Iraq, and, and the whole thing. And how that sort of compares to it, because it's hard to come back home to find a little person that you knew existed. But that little person is, is does not know you, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and you, you, the fact that you have to get reacquainted with your own family. Yeah. Because you've been away, not in pursuit of, well, one can say that distantly in pursuit of of the safety of that family. But as a matter of fact, it's in pursuit of something that is greater, bigger, and and far less immediate than the family. And again, you have got to ask yourself, was it all worth it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, um... It's a it's a very difficult thing to do, um, and something that I could never in a million years do. It sounds like Mr. Cohen was definitely 
um, almost born to do this for the amount of work that he was able to get done in a little less than five years and what he was able to do for his country. Sounds like he was incredibly intelligent and very much in the right place at the right time. It's just unfortunate what ended up happening. And I think perhaps his being so good at it is 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 probably what gave him away. I in, think so too. In, I think so too. Yes, I mean if you think about it, right? Like his story, his background, the background that was chosen for him was too good to be true, even though it was so good that it, he fooled everybody, a whole lot of people with it. But you know that there's always a skeptical motherfucker out there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there's skeptical motherfuckers even when you're telling 100% truth all the time. Exactly. So. <laughs> That's exactly. That's why you have, you know, anti-vaxxers out there and shit. that's why you got a lot of people trying to storm area 51 and shit i can't even you know (laughs) you know in the and you know this guy i mean the, the 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 story the background that they concocted was absolutely great and you know it's like yeah this is me I also, I also, also ask myself if this happens a lot. Is it even possible for a spy to actually forget his own damn identity by being so good at what he or she does? You know, I would think that it probably is, and the fact that you sort of almost have to forget that other person to to forget who you actually are to become this other person. And to have to do it to constantly be on. Because as a spy, you really have to be able to do this 24-7 in case you're being, you know, watched yeah. or or sur- under surveillance. So um, I can see that you would kind of lose who you actually are and become this other person. And that's a little bit scary to think about, um, you know, that's a, a, that you that the the human mind can do that, that the human brain can go, you know, all right, we're, we're this dude now. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be very success at that. And, um, I don't know if success is the right word because I mean, at the same time, it, that sounds horrible to lose yourself, but I guess to be a good spy, you have to be able to, but yeah, this, this show really kind of gets into the nitty gritty of that and the, and the the struggle um, to try to keep your identity and and what you lose and what you don't lose and like in I believe it's the second episode where he's he's set up in is it Argentina Argentina I believe. yes yes and he's writing letters to his wife and not sending them to her but just writing letters to his wife and his cooperative finds them she definitely you know made some very good points in the fact that, you know, what if somebody finds these and that kind of thing? And he was like, well, I'm not sending them, you know, I'm just trying to, I thought maybe someday we could do this or do that. You know, that I thought that was a good demonstration of a good way to show how you have to kind of leave that other life behind and how difficult that was for him, especially since he seemed to love his wife so much, at least the way it was portrayed that, you know, to have to say that she doesn't exist, that, you know, 
Mr. Cohen doesn't exist. That was that was moving. Yeah, it, it was it was a it was good, but it was heartbreaking too because yes, I, I feel like Sasha Baron Cohen at this point shows you how sad one can be when you have to because there's this moment when she's about to throw these the letters uh, into the the the, the the fireplace and and he he steps in front of her to sort of like impede her to, to continue that action but his face is completely devastated like please let me have this just yes just i'll be as careful as you want me to be but let me have this you have to be you have to be a hell of a good actor to 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 do that and yeah as you said before, it is you, you. If there is a comedian slash actor out there that one should never have any doubt that could pull off such a serious character, is definitely Sasha Baron Cohen. But yeah. but it is still surprising to have seen it, him do it so immaculately, isn't it? I agree. I agree. Because there is no, you know, I you never see Borat peek out of something. You never see any of his other characters peek out, which I have with some other comedic actors. I've occasionally seen be like, oh, you know, they're doing their bit of, of this actor and, you know, or they're doing their bit with this this character that they've created. Um, Mike Myers kind of pops to mind. But I never saw that with him. He was the spy. Yeah. Um, Sasha Barra Cohen was the spy. I never saw him as anyone other than the spy. I remember in this uh, podcast, actually, we had a situation where when we were analyzing the movie Extremely Evil, you know, that, that little movie from Netflix. Yes. About, uh, what was it? The, the, the Ted Bundy. The Ted Bundy movie. And we criticized, what's his name, the guy that plays Sheldon? Um, uh, yes, Jim Parsons. We, we criticized Jim Parsons' performance because we felt like it was slightly disappointing because all you could see was, you know, Sheldon playing a, a district attorney. Like, yes. like We felt like he didn't give a lot in this movie. We even speculated that he might have been, you know, tired and too involved in the very last season, uh, the, the taping of the last season of um, The Big Bang Theory. And so we sort of like forgave him for that, but we were able to 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 discern that that it wasn't Jim, Sp Jim Parsons actually acting, but rather all you could see was Sheldon, right? Yes, in, yes. And with, with, in the case of Sasha Baron Cohen, you didn't see any of his characters. You're absolutely right. Like, you know, you didn't see Borat. You didn't see Stefan. You didn't see any of the crazy people that, you know. It's hard to believe that this is the kid that in the early 2000s launched a web show called The Ali G Show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, what do you say if we talk a bit more about this, uh, the cast? Yes. Um, I have not seen, I don't think, hardly any of the cast in anything else. 
the woman who played Nadia, yeah. I found to be very affecting. I thought her performance was moving and beautiful and true and just sweet without being saccharine. Yeah. And I'm not going to be able to pronounce her name properly, but she is lovely in this movie. And, um, you know, I kind of person that you wish you could have, could be friends with, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. Her name is Hadar Ratson Rotem. You say that so beautifully. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm pulling it off. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I kept looking at her because there was a little something about her that gave me this vibe of, what's her name, Salma Hayek, a little bit. Okay. Like an early, 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 before famous Hollywood Salma, Salma Hayek. Okay. And, and that's, that's, that's what I, you know, but like she, she was acting the heck out of this character. And like you said, she she looked like the guy's wife and she cared for him like the wife she uh, was his kid's mother and when she was around his family you could see the daughter-in-law the 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 sister-in-law she was all that in this yes. movie and um yes she was the most prominently featured female in this cast and she deserved every moment she was on the camera. She was, she was, she was fantastic. Yes. I don't know. I know that Nadia Cohen is still alive. Yes, and, she is. And I, and I would like to really think what Nadia Cohen thought of her, of Hadar Radzon Rotem's performance of her. Yeah, I could not find anything about that. I actually was trying to find something, but I could not find anything about that. All I could find was that she is still trying to get his remains home, yeah. her husband's remains home, because um, the, the Syria will not release them, So, which is sad that he can't yeah. come home. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's all I could find about her. So I'm not sure how she felt about um, this lovely actress playing her, but I, I hope she enjoyed it. Uh, she may not be able to watch this. I... Yeah, her, I, I, I don't. I, she may not be able to. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's absolutely. Especially the fact that they use some uh, real life footage of, of, especially the execution. Yes. And yeah, I, I don't think it is possible because that would be relieving the whole thing. Yes. And nah, um, no. So, what do you think of Noah Emmerich? Noah Emmerich was 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 you know. I'm so familiar with seeing him playing sort of like, you know, the the, the spy guy or at least in a spy related uh, character because of the Americans. Yes. The The only issue I had with him, I, I thought his performance was great, but I felt like he dropped accent every so often. Oh, um, my God. I thought the same thing. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what happened to the, his accent, you know? Yes, and it, it would kind of take me out of the moment when he was in it. And it wasn't constant, you know. Most of the time it was good, but every so often he would lose accent. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> Who just yeah. said that? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would have to do a double take like, oh, is he still talking? 
Because I hear yes. I heard an American now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And I and I to me he looks very American as well. Um, I mean, he is from New York City and born in New York City. So I I don't know. To me he didn't really look the part. And I don't mean that in the sense of him I just he just didn't look Jewish to me or Israeli. Um, he's, you know, like blonde haired and freckles and (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm being misunderstood, being a misunderstanding of what a a, a typical Israeli person looks like. But I I think more of, you know, the, the Coens and the way they looked and the, and the way the other actors looked. Um, so. Yeah. Well, if you think about how, you know, for, for centuries, they also meandered into, into you know, Poland and Eastern Europe, and then made the return return home uh, back into in 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 1942 when um, the country was founded. Then you probably could find someone, <laughs> uh, Noah Emery, looking in the Mossad. <laughs> this <laughs> is true. This is true. I think it was the dropping of the accent that took me out of yeah. it more, coupled with the fact that he looks very. Caucasian. But that, um, is, that is a fantastic observation. And I thought I was being hard on myself because I'm like, oh, that, that must be me thinking, you know, oh, Mr. Axon himself, like, you know, picking, nitpicking. But when you said that, it actually now surprised me because I'm like, oh, so it wasn't me. It wasn't only <laughs> me. He, he was doing that, right? <laughs> That's great. That's yeah, great. no, no, it was, uh, yeah. Um, I also enjoy, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name properly, but Moni Moshinov, he played, um, Jacob Shimoni, sort of the, the, the head of the, yes. the, the, of the, the spy network there. Yes. I found him to be also moving and, uh, I enjoyed his performance as well. And, you know, him pushing the character that Noah Emmerich played, you know, so hard to keep uh, Mr. Cohen in this role and just, you know, the, the push and the push. He was very much a, a government agent. I believed that 100% from him. Um, and, you know, I, I believed his, his sense of urgency and no, we've got to get this done. We have to save these lives. These people are dying. I, I, I enjoyed his performance very much. And you, you, you know what? It is, it is hard to sort of accept that. But what you're saying is right in that he was the real government bureaucrat who was over pragmatic in the sense that, hey man, I know he's gonna get killed, but if we don't risk him getting killed, a lot of us are gonna get killed, and that's not what we want. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. So he had no attachment to anything or anybody in that respect because he knew that his position was to not get attached with anybody. And like, yo, you there, you, you you're doing the job, and if you get killed, we don't know you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard character to play, really. I I I believe that. But you you're right. He um, there was something. I don't know. Grandfatherly to him, but also like the the ultimate 
head of the family kind of guy. Yeah, the 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 patriarch that yes. you don't you don't fuck with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like he's nice on the outside, you know, he's going to be nice to you, but at the same time, you know, you get out, step out of line, you're going to get backhanded across the room. So mm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was this dude, Alexander Siddig, is another scary person, another scary character to me because actually the fall of of Eli Cohen was thanks to the, 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 the character of Alexander Siddig, right? He, he never, never believed <laughs> or accepted Ellie Cohen's character as, as a Syrian, you know, Argentine-born Syrian that was going back home and blah, blah, blah. He always yeah. had a bit of doubt on yeah. him. Yeah, he never he never believed that he was uh, Carmel. He he just believed he he knew something with him was not quite right. Yeah, yes. So 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 what what do you think is that? What do you think that is? Do you think he was that good of a of a of a sniffer, or it was just like you already too rich for me, and I don't like you kind of guy? Like you, you know. I'm I'm going with Sniffer because honestly that was his his job at least to start with and I think that that's that some people are just really really good at putting their finger on folks who aren't quite 100% what they say they are and you know some people you just can't get something past them it might take them a while to catch up to you yeah. but eventually they're they're going to figure it out and that's what I'm leaning towards with him I don't think it was solely a i just don't believe that you're rich i think it was something with you is not quite right and i don't know what it is but i'm going to figure it out it's, it's an incredible thing it's an incredible instinct because at the end of the day he wasn't wrong you know right right but but it was like and and, and, and all i kept thinking oh shit there goes this motherfucker again <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was getting away with it. Like, Kamel was getting away with the whole thing, except for this guy. Jesus yes. Christ, this fucking guy. <laughs> he had the tenacity of, of like a bulldog or something, you know, yes. like a pit bull that is like, or a cat that's 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 zoned in on some kind of a, a little critter that it wants to get and oh, kill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's completely lasered in on, I'm going to figure this out. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to figure it out. And he did. Yeah. And, and you, you know, the moment I felt like, oh shit, he got him. Was that game thing when, when the, the soldier was watching a game and said, always, instead of always what? This interference is like, ha. Huh. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You know, and I'm like, yes. and at that moment, Kamel was like doing his little, Tick, 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 thing, you know, and I'm like, shit, they got him, they got yep. him, and then, and then he immediately enlisted the Russians, you know, because at the time during the Cold War, if there was anybody between the that was good at detecting spies, if it weren't the United States, it was the Russians, obviously, yeah. yes. and they, they 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 found him, man, yes, uh, and so. There was this guy, Murad Zawi. He played Benny. Um, I, I don't seem to... Uh, who was Benny? 
I'm blanking on is Benny. It, was it that the young guy that was the 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 nephew of the the nephew of a general, you know, that, that became kind of friends with with Camo and then kind of <laughs> made it pass on him at some point when he got like mad, bad drunk and did you remember that part? Yeah, I don't think it was this actor though. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not sure. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because Murad Zawi was actually the brother that figured out the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I wanna talk about Walid Zwiter. The what was it the, uh, the the colonel? Yes. Man, what a savage! <laughs> yes. The coup was. I was like, yo, this is so believable, because it was well planned, well executed, and absolutely ruthless. And I was. I I think I was shaking, right. When they were in the in the palace, in the presidential palace, and he said, "Mr. President, I accept your resignation." Then he's like, "I didn't resign, but whatever, <laughs> like just don't kill me." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was funny. But you know, the crazy thing is, having lived through several coup d'etat in, in Haiti before I, I was even 12 years old, you know, I, it, it's sort of like a, a, a relieving moment for me, <laughs> you know, and, and I know how it feels. If you ever, have you ever been in a town where a tornado just passed or is about to happen? There's a weird calmness. Mm -hmm. that sort of like falls down onto the city and you know that disaster is going to strike. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is what it feels like the night of a coup d'etat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Again, I've, I've gone through at least three of them <laughs> between 1986 to 1987. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you can, much like a hurricane, or much like a tornado, much like a, one of those natural disasters, that you feel the calmness, then it hits, and then after that, you turn on the radio and you hear how many people around you died, and how many people around you got killed or, or, or went to prison. That's exactly what happens with a, with, with a coup d'etat. And the way they manage the director of this of this entire thing is uh, what what is this guy's name again? Gideon something. Sorry, I got lost in your story. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gideon. Gideon Raff, who yeah. uh, was responsible for Homeland. Oh, okay, I don't know if if this is something he's lived through, but the way he 
the way they planned everything, the way they made everything, the portrayed the entire situation was absolutely incredible, Jocelyn. Because I went to those moments, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. I mm -hmm. went there. I went there, and when you know you home, nobody's leaving the house, and all you can hear outside is bam, 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 bam. But you don't know who's shooting. You don't know if they're shooting at shooting at somebody, if they're executing people, or if they're just shooting, you know, bullets in the air because they just took over the the country or the city. It's an it's an unbelievable, gut wrenching, scary moment, and they pulled it off. I I want our listeners to to sort of like watch this particular moment, the moment of the coup d'état in Syria, when the colonel of that that Walid Zaiter plays, when he takes over, when he raids the the presidential palace when they go into the radio station <laughs> and start like killing people and then take this guy and say read this otherwise you're dead man the, it, it's it's exactly how a coup d'etat plays out so just this little bit i wanted to go over he is gideon raf is is israeli he was born in Jerusalem, and he was a paratrooper for the Israel Defense Forces. Uh, and he has a degree in film from Tel Aviv. So he is probably perhaps a little more familiar than your average American with uh, political up, up, upset, uprising, yeah. changes. So, so, yeah, and probably heard a lot of stories from family members you know, from from all the many different yeah. things that have happened in that part of the world over the years. Um, so yeah, he's. Uh, I did not know that about him. Yeah, he's 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 good, and and yes, Homeland was actually originally a show uh, uh, based in Israel. So so that Gideon Raff was the creator of it now makes perfect sense that he was the person the the uh, director cast for for to direct his this drama this drama series yes i still have so i know that sasha baron cohen sort of produced the whole thing um in terms of like, I'm, I'm assuming that he he fleshed out some money for for the production but I'd like to think about the process of casting him. I'd like to. I'd like to think about. I, I'm asking myself: Did Sasha Baron Cohen volunteer? I want to play this character, or did someone say to him, "We think you should play this," and he just laughed at them and said, "Yeah, you guys are crazy." You, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I listened um, to an interview with him on on NPR. And he went very nonchalant at it, saying that probably the reason why he was good at it is because he plays a character all the time. And the, the one character that he likes to play the least is himself. Mm. <laughs> and mm. he said that for the longest time, 
it was hard for people to figure out if he was being him, if he was, or if he was being one of his characters. And one thing he did was before Borat came out as, as a movie, he was in a store, at a video store in London, dressed as Borat, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Selling the DVDs of the Ali G show. <laughs> 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 And nobody knew it was him. Oh, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> that was like, oh my God, this guy did that. And he said that and and you remember when Borat, he went to the Emmy, he went to the Oscars, he went to everything yes. dressed as Borat. Like he was never Sasha Baron Cohen. He was no. Borat the entire time. Yes, he was. And now I know what his method is. And you know that, he, his, as you remember, his most recent show was this, this, this thing on, on Showtime called Who is America? Yes. And he was fantastic on that because I don't even remember all the controversies that he created with that show. Many things, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he, he had this Georgia lawmaker to say the N-word. <laughs> Yes. And the crazy thing is, he never told him, go ahead and say these. He just sort of like led him to, you know, yeah. And then when it's like, that's disgusting. I I never told you to say that. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember in in the interview, he was, they asked him like, how did you pull off fooling Dick Cheney? How is it that you know, Dick Cheney actually got to sit down with you. And he said, look, Dick Cheney is not stupid. The thing is that I sort of figured out I had, he said, you know how he played this Mossad, former Mossad agent that in the show, this is who is America. And that's who he is supposedly as when he's interviewing these politicians and stuff. And so he said, he always had a Mossad, a former Mossad uh, agent with him. And he asked him, like, when, you were, when you're facing a politician like Dick Cheney, what should you look for? How do you make fun of politicians like, like Dick Cheney? How do you interview a politician with the pedigree of Dick Cheney without being detected as a fake? How do you pass as a soldier to a guy like Dick Cheney who has been around soldiers all, all his life. And the Mossad guy told him, well, he's going to ask you some questions. So you must have a background. And he said to the guy, well, tell me your story. Right? The guy said, well, I was born in so-and-so and at the age of five, I knew I wanted to be an agent and blah, blah, blah. Right? So he says immediately when he sat down with Cheney, the first thing Cheney asked him was, so how did you become a soldier? And he used exactly the same story <laughs> that the Mossad agent had told him just a few minutes before. At the age <laughs> of five, I think I, I saw a police and I said, I want to be this guy. And, uh, and he said that's how he sold the, the whole character to Cheney to the point of interviewing him. <laughs> so this guy's a genius, you know. Yes. But I still wasn't expecting him to be so good at a serious character. That's the thing. 
in I'm not saying that I I mean we we've we've talked about this all the time about how comedian we, we talked about how Steve Carell takes on very serious characters and he pulls it off and we're like whoa blown away but none of these other comedians that we've talked about are Sasha Baron Cohen because yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen is like an extremist with his characters right yes Yes, he very much is. I never, um, I never expected this from him. I, I never expected him to do anything like this, honestly. Um, I never expected him. I, I know that he was supposed to play Freddie Mercury for the biopic um, and ended up leaving over, um, you know, pro professional differences or, or artistic differences. Um, so I, I don't really... I don't really, that would have been interesting to see. It uh, definitely yeah. would have been a different movie yeah. um, than the one we got. But I, I don't, uh, I, I did not expect a part this serious and this heartbreaking and this nuanced um, from him, one, at all. And then two, um, I'm glad that he did because I, I think he, he completely, um, you know, I feel like I say this a lot, but he really just just blew us all away with it because he's he's so good. And I know that comedians are very good actors and that they have to be very good actors. But to be able to do it and for us to never see, you know, Ali G or Borat or any of his other characters at all and to only see the spy is just amazing to me. And um, I hope he wins awards for this or is it at least nominated because he deserves he deserves some awards for this because this was a great performance. And that's what, exactly where I wanted to go with you after you finished speaking was like, so what do you think he should expect or, or what should we expect um, coming out of him, you know, in the next award seasons? Because, I mean, I, I, I put this series as a great cont contender. And... I know that there is a bit of bias in Hollywood in terms of name recognition and probably, you know, in the next three months, you know, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu is going to do something that will blow Hollywood away and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, he's going to wind up winning the whole damn thing. Meanwhile, you know, you have this beautiful film directed by Gideon Rav that probably will be nominated and end up not winning anything. But I think Sasha Baron Cohen should seriously be nominated uh, for Golden Globe and, and, and all these, all this shit, because this is good stuff right there, isn't it? It really is. It really is. I, I think that, uh, it was important for our listeners to, to watch this show. Cause I mean, obviously we loved it a lot, but you're going to learn, a lot about Israeli and Syrian history. I certainly did. Yes. Um, and from everything that I looked up afterwards, um, this is very close to being exactly what happened. Um, there's obviously a few liberties taken where there had to be, but on the whole, this is, this is factual. It's pretty close to being a documentary. So, um, you know, just just watch it and learn and and you know think about how this can affect you and the way that things can change um, anywhere. You're absolutely right. And I, 
There was also a bit of cameos that I, I don't know if you had a chance to, 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 to take a look at them, but Mohammed bin Laden, the father of of Osama bin Laden was played a part in in how this you know this story ends and the fact of the matter is at this point I'm, I'm I'm still trying to find out but I don't know if this was part of the creative liberties that were taken uh, you know you know sort of like inserting Mohammed bin Laden in in there Again, I'm I'm still trying to find out, but I, I find I find that I, I find that it was very interesting because even young Osama, as a, as a little six seven year old, had an appearance there too. So mm -hmm. um, we know that Mohammed bin Laden was perhaps had the biggest construction business in the Middle East. So there was not a bridge or a highway network or a dam or anything that was built during the 60s and 70s and going as far back as the 50s that wasn't contracted by the Bin Laden family. Right. And so in, in that respect, it, it is uh, historically accurate Although I don't know, again, if this is just something, let's put this in there to sort of like give, give the, the, the story a bit more amplitude. Or if indeed the Bin Ladens were involved with the, the coup, with the bath in, in Syria and of course in Iraq, we know that the, the bath... The bath was the the, the rise of, of of Saddam Hussein, right? And in uh, most much of the history that we know of the bath was basically how Saddam Hussein become the became the face of the bath in Iraq and took over with, with a minority, and and basically became the dictator of 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 the country and one of the most influential dictators in the Middle East. Uh, but I don't know the history of the bath in in Syria and I would like yeah, to continue to continue uh learning about that. Yeah, my my uh knowledge of that is spotty as well. So um yeah, this has definitely sparked some interest in learning more about that kind of thing. I do think also that uh, Tim Safi was a good cast as Mohammed bin Laden. Because mm -hmm. if you've seen old pictures of Mohammed bin Laden, he's sort of like a cross between, um, like, facially, he's like a cross between in Arab, in in. Mahatma Gandhi <laughs> for some reason, and in in Timur Seyfi, he is of is German of 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 Turkish descent, but he pulled it off, pulled it off brilliantly, and yeah. I'm glad he was in the show. Yeah. All right.
Um, so, again, this is like one of those really short shows <laughs> that we're doing lately because we know exactly what, what we're talking about and we, we, we like it so much that we're leaving everything else to, to our viewer, to our listeners to just go and watch it for yourself. Find out yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Um, it's worth the time. It's worth the investment. It's, it's beautifully shot. It's, uh, definitely takes you to a different time as Graham said. And, uh, I think you'll learn a lot from it. So I, yeah, I give it a, a full endorsement. So yeah, it's on Netflix and it's six episodes. It's a mini series. Yes. They're, they're about an hour, maybe a little less than an hour a piece each episode. Yep. Um, that's it. I mean, we would like obviously to hear from you if you have, if you've got anything to say about this show, uh, about this series, this mini series, as it is, and if you really think that Sasha Baron Cohen was as good as we as we're telling you that he was, um, you know, we would like to have a discussion about this because you know we like it so much. But we also would like to know what you think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you didn't like it, tell us Tell us why we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to take this moment, of course, to ask you to always look, look us up on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Kicking and streaming uh, podcast.com is our website. We also have a newsletter that, we would love for you to just subscribe to. In the next few days, we're going to have some nicely made coasters for you. So They're beautiful. <laughs> so uh, we, we're just waiting on those, and we're going to be posting some uh, links on our Instagram and on on Twitter. You Just hit us up if you want one. Just hit yeah. us up, you know. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on on Twitter. Subscribe to to this podcast and just DM us and we will send you one of those. We, we're going to try and come up with many more little memorabilia and, and stuff that, you know, you can remind us by. And um, again, we, we just want to hear from you. We just want to. We know you're listening. That's that's a fact because we see <laughs> we see the downloads. We see how many people listen to the show. We can see you. <laughs> but at the same time, we would like to know that you've got an opinion of this. We would like to, to know what you think. Yes. Uh, what we're doing well, what we should do better. Because it's the only way we, we, will, we will make this podcast better for you. Um, yep. Jocelyn is on Instagram and you can find her as... Jocelyn Podcast. Uh, me, you can find me on Twitter as at Mr. Puzzetta and also on Instagram as at Mr. Puzzetta. What else? Uh, on our website, you are going to see a little block that says become a patron. If you click on that, it will lead you to patreon.com. We also have like a content page there. So you can also support this show. And you can do that with 
something as low as one dollar per month. Eh? Like yep. you know, it, it costs very much less than you know a regular coffee, a tall coffee at Starbucks. Yeah, we're 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 a heck of a lot cheaper than that. <laughs> yeah. <You know, laughs> and this is not about it's not a question of you know, money for Jocelyn and Graham. This is money for us to just continue to, you know, pay our way to, to, to do this, to bring you this content. You know, and that's pretty much it. So just go there, check it out. And once you become a supporter, then we're going to have some exclusive content for you. We just can't afford actually now to make any exclusive content because... <laughs> we need more supporters, don't we? <laughs> uh, that's it, exactly. Yeah. So, Jocelyn, one more time. We've done done it. We done did it. Then, so, for me, for Jocelyn, this is goodbye. We'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Bye. <laughs>